This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Today's conversation is going to be another example of layering your Gene Keys profile with the Gene Keys profile that you've run for your business. So in case you haven't listened to a fairly recent podcast episode that I dropped, it is episode number 338. And in this episode, I dive into how you can leverage the Pearl Sequence your own pearl sequence and the pearl sequence of your business to really tap into making a bigger impact with the prosperity and how you're designed to be of service. So it's just really giving you extra gene keys to contemplate so you can get crystal clear on the services that you offer and how you're designed to be a contribution and collaborate with others through your business. And so I decided to take the IQ and the EQ as examples of how we can experience mental and emotional barriers and triggers in our business and how using these two gene keys and considering the gene keys in both profiles, yours and your business, can really show you where that mental, emotional, spiritual, and you know potentially physical work that needs to be done in order for you to really harmonize that experience with these gene keys in these spheres so that you can show up with an open heart, be more connected to the people that you work with, and really experience that unconditional love with how you show up in your business. So in case you didn't listen to that episode, this is how you get a Gene Keys profile for your business. So it is an intuitive process. Obviously, the day that you're born, time and location is a fact because it happened. But also consider what is the birth date of your business. And I get this question where people are like, well, how do I decide? And really, it's up to you to decide. Is it the day you launched your website? Is it the day you signed your first client? Is it the day you received a first payment? Is it a day that you got your business name registered? So you get to decide the birth date and the time. And if that feels true to you, then ultimately that is the profile that you're going to be working with through this experience. So maybe you're listening to this episode first and then you're going to come back and look at your own profiles and and synthesize the two and see what comes up. But I just wanted to share with you a quick snippet on how you can get that information so that you can follow along with this and then go on your own journey after, which is going to be really fun for you. So today we're going to talk about the IQ and the EQ, like I mentioned. And if you don't know what these are, the IQ, EQ, and SQ are the third, fourth, and fifth spheres in the Venus sequence. And these three spheres are known for the three intense phases that we experience in our childhood. So for example, the IQ has to do with the energetic imprinting between the ages of 14 to 21. The EQ is between 7 to 14. And then we have the SQ, which is between 0 to 7. So today I'm not going to talk about the SQ, but I just wanted to show you these three intense phases. So part of the reflection work when you consider these energetic imprintings in these times is actually looking back in your childhood 
and teenage years and really seeing the influence of those lived experiences that you've had, how they relate to your gene keys, and then now how now you're literally projecting this into how you show up in your business in a positive way and in a challenging way. So there's nothing, we're not getting rid of anything here. It's not like we're looking for things that are bad and wrong that we need to stop doing so that we can be successful. The purpose of the gene keys and human design is about deep integrative work because when we become aware of the things that are not working for us or the ways of being that we're embodying, we can then choose differently. And it really puts you in the driver's seat of being somebody who's authority over their life. So the IQ is... As I mentioned, the later years of your imprinting, so between the ages of 14 to 21, sometimes you're going to see 15 to 21. And this is really a time where you may notice remnants of your inner child before you've been influenced by society, dogma, and belief systems. So if you think back to those times, you may notice that that's when these deep energetic imprintings, beliefs, and so on are influenced into the mind. So the IQ is about having the dexterity of being able to mentally absorb information. And the purpose of this sphere is really about unlocking the mind so that you can unlock the deeper emotions within us. So it's really, the IQ is really about contemplating what has influenced your mind to think the way that you do. This is a really beautiful sphere to dive into when it comes to doing those self-limiting beliefs works. You know, if you kind of want to get into the logistics of thinking, because this is quite literally the space for it. And it's really about, you know, what we pick up from our environment, from people. We are the byproduct of what we have picked up from the quantum field, right? The 3D reality that we are connected with. And so this sphere is specifically related to the conscious Venus. So the interesting thing with this is that the Venus has to do with our values. It has to do with our relationships and connections with others. So it's interesting because the way that we are mentally influenced is by the connections that we have with people, with the books that we read, the interactions that we have, the things that we see. It is about connection and relationship. So this is really going to be an interesting spot to look at for the kinds of connections and values that you have in relationships with your audience, with your clients, and so on. So when we look at the IQ, in my own gene keys, I have 19.5. And this gene key as a gate is found in the root center. And it's reaching for the emotional solar plexus. So there's this pressure to evolve, this pressure to get things done beyond to the next and, and so I really noticed this pressure, for example, in relationship. And it's interesting because the shadow is codependence. We have sensitivity and then sacrifice. And the line expression is the fifth line, which is the practical mind. And I'll talk about that afterwards. And it's interesting because I also have a fifth line that shows up in the gene keys of my business chart. So when I consider how mentally I am influenced by this gene key in relationships, in terms of my business is that I can definitely look back and reflect the codependency of needing certain things or being attached to certain things so that I can process my emotions, right? Because again, this is this channel is specifically reaching for the emotional solar plexus. There's this pressure to 
to feel these emotions. And in my human design chart, it's a hanging gate. It's not a full channel. My root center is undefined. My emotional solar plexus is undefined. So there's a lot of space for fluidity in terms of me experiencing codependency in different ways. And so the gift of sensitivity is really about being clear on and being aware of like, what what is it and why am I being codependent with this person, with this offer, with making a certain amount of money, with needing a certain validation or external validation in order to feel successful? Like, what is this? Like having that sensitivity, sensitivity is a form of awareness, right? If you think about people, and I know some people listening to this will relate to this, being a highly sensitive person is ultimately being hyper aware, right? So it's really looking at, okay, what is the sensitivity so that you can, you can break that bond of codependency and realize, okay, this is no longer serving me and send it love and let go. And ultimately that is the city of sacrifice, being able to sacrifice what no longer serves us, but then acknowledging, okay, this is showing me that my codependency in relationships or external validation is ultimately influencing my worthiness. And so when I look back at my teenage years, 14 to 21, those were some challenging years for me in terms of my family dynamics. And then obviously this is like a very transitional time where it's like leaving high school and I was dating someone and I broke up with them when I was 21. And so it's really fascinating where I can see that safety and security and needing these connections with certain people in my life to feel safe and secure. And like I can be held emotionally like these things needed to be sacrificed in order for me to grow beyond the years of 21. So when I look at this from my business chart, I have 5.5. And again, I was talking about the five being in the pearl in the previous episode that I mentioned and 338. So the fifth line, not the fifth, well, the fifth line, but also the fifth gene key has a major role in my own chart and then also in my business chart. And so the city is impatience, then we have patience and timelessness. And what I really love about this is that when we look at the shadow of codependency, I feel that there is a level of impatience and a lack of trust in things shifting. And it's really strongly being run by the logistics of the mind, which makes sense because it's the IQ. So when I look at having that sensitivity and being patient because sometimes letting go and sacrificing can take time. It's like really loosening the grip, being patient with the process, right? The fifth gene key as a gate is found in the sacral center, which has to do with your life force energy, your sacral creative energy and sexuality. And it's part of the channel of rhythm, which I've talked about in a couple episodes now, right? So it's like, how can I find this rhythm and trust my timing instead of being codependent with the work that I'm doing, the people that I'm working with, the projects that I'm creating and so on. And then we have the city of timelessness where when we have sacrificed what no longer serves us, and we're in that energy of timelessness, there's a sense of freedom, right? There's a sense of freedom of letting go. Like I'm imagining finally saying no to something that you know was not good for you, but there was this attachment to it because you thought it would be good for you and it's not. And then all of a sudden you just feel this expansiveness and there might be a little bit of uncertainty there because that sensitivity and that awareness of like seeking security, but then it's really trusting that journey of like, okay, time will come, the patience, and then moving forward, finding that rhythm because of the 515 channel. So now when I look at the fifth line, the practical mind, there's a shadow and a gift side or, you know, an in alignment, out of alignment, or 
you know, signature, not self, however you want to use the language of each line expression. So the practical mind is really about being a pivotal leader for change and transformation. And it's being able to organize information and share it in a way that's easy to digest for everyone. And it's a very straight shooter approach, very practical, intentional depth and detail. And so there's a lot of guidance energy with this line. So the shadow side of it is falling into self-pity and victimhood and really thinking that the world and everyone is against them. And so this is where that defensiveness, which is the shadow side of the practical mind fifth line, comes into play. So this can really show up and be established in our teenage years, right? That 14 to 21, where it's like, I feel like the world's against me and like being defensive and pushing them away and like really releasing that ability to be practical in the way that I share. And so it's really interesting because when I look at even the way that I share about the gene keys and human design in my business, people tell me all the time that I make it digestible for them. And it's, it's really fascinating because, again, that creative energy from the fifth line comes from my business gene keys. And then we have the 19, which is the sensitivity, the codependency of, are people going to get this? Are they going to understand this? Right. And then it's like, if they don't, or if I don't get the reaction or the support or the engagement that I seek, that it creates that defensiveness and that victimhood of, oh, I worked so hard. I did this thing and nobody's, nobody understands it. Nobody values it. Nobody's investing. So it's, it's showing me my triggers mentally in terms of how I can be more open-minded so that I can actually reconnect with the emotions of my purpose and intention of sharing the things that have to do with our intelligence and that have to do with our, our mind and the depth of understanding. So there's a comparison and contrast of the IQs between myself and the chart that I ran for my business. And so I think that this is a really incredible tool to consider if you're feeling, you know, if we're going to look at your mental and emotional side, we're going to talk about the EQ in a minute. Looking at these two spheres is really going to show you where you're mentally blocked, where you're emotionally blocked, where there might be a lack of boundaries, where your past is really influencing you. So when we look at the EQ, this represents our emotional intelligence. And this is our conscious Mars planet. So the Mars has to do with the younger brother archetype. And it's, it embodies and symbolizes the immaturity, the drive, and the passion that we have. So when I say immaturity, the Mars is really about this massive area for opportunity and really learning and growing in this space but there's also a lot of passion here so it's perfect that it's involved with the emotional quotient the eq and it's part of our emotional intelligence because obviously as a child we need to grow our emotional intelligence so this sphere is about listening and communicating and being responsible for our own emotional experiences. And this happens during the second year cycle that I talked about. So IQ, EQ, SQ, we're going back in time. And it's between the ages of 8 to 14 or 7 to 14, okay? This is the middle ground between our childhood and adulthood. And so it's, this is a major time of transition. If you think about this time, you know, we're, we're leaving childhood and becoming a teenager, like hitting those great old pubescent years of hormonal charge and so on. So the EQ holds the wisdom of the boundary issues that we experience in relationships. So depending on how we experience emotional boundaries during this stage of our life, from a shadow side, we may be more expressive or less expressive in our adult years, depending on how we were emotionally supported in the second phase. So what that means is 
we the shadow of the eq we can have when it comes to the shadow there can be a repressive experience or reactive and so repressive is obviously more of like an imploding eternal experience like a shutting down and reactive is more of like an outwardly expressed experience so typically what i've noticed and you may have a different experience i don't want a blanket statement that everyone is the same but people tend to be reactive first and then there's like this fatigue that comes from being emotionally reactive and outwardly expressive that leads to the defeat of a repressive shadow and the shutting down so this sphere is really showing us where we need to grow our emotional maturity as a person and then obviously it'll be interesting to take a look at the gene key of your business chart to see okay what is my business here to teach me in terms of my emotional intelligence because Obviously, you hear people say this all the time, success, business, and so on is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. And so really having that emotional intelligence and emotional awareness is what is going to support you in being able to regulate your nervous system. So when I look at my EQ, I have 41.4 here. 41, again, found in the root center. So lots of pressure here for me, folks. And the shadows, fantasy, anticipation, and then we have emanation. So the shadow of fantasy, so the 41 is part of the start and stop codon rings. I'm not going to get into the codon rings today, but this in terms of our DNA is the programming of things designed to start and stop. So when we look at a fantasy, it's like ongoing. There is no starting and stopping, right? So if you think about when you're driving down the road and you like being in fantasy mode is like just going and you're running the red lights and you're not stopping at the stop signs and it's just, it just creates this kind of dangerous experience. I mean, I'm not saying that if you're in the shadow of fantasy, you're always going to be in a dangerous spot, but I'm giving you that metaphor as an example. And so the anticipation is really looking at, okay, I'm coming up to a light. Is it going to go yellow? Because then that's the anticipation of I'm going to need to stop. Or you're, you've come to a red light. There's going to be that anticipation of like, is it going to go green? And then you're going to move forward. So emanation is really the consequence of things changing right? It's really, it's really looking at the fruition and the byproduct of the thing that changed because of the anticipation of things shifting from the the ongoing fantasy. So now it's like, okay, Kayla, this is like a great esoteric explanation. Like, how does this, how does this even show up for you? So when I look at this from, I'll share this from a childhood experience, and then I'll share this from a business experience, and then we'll dive into the business chart side. When I was between the ages of 7 to 14, again, another really challenging time in my life where I grew up with separated parents and living with my dad and my ex-stepmom was very toxic. It was like constant mental, emotional abuse. Them breaking up, getting back together, drinking, smoking, partying. Like it was very unhealthy and it just did not stop until I was 15 years old and my ex-stepmom left my dad. So... With that being said, it's very interesting how what I notice now from a business perspective is that when I am taking action in my business and perhaps that action requires consistency and there's a pressure behind it because of the root, right? Okay, what's the next thing evolving? There can be this really, really challenging experience of like oh my god this is never going to change i'm stuck in this same pattern the same struggle like what the fuck is going on right but then 
that gift of anticipation reminds me that everything is temporary. Literally, when I was a child, I didn't know if that emotional and mental abuse was ever going to stop because it's like, oh, they're married for life. This is my parent for life. This is never going to end. But it's true that everything is temporary. And so when I look at this and I consider the fourth line, which is, which is known as kindness and meanness, so obviously we have the signature side and the not-self side, the fourth line, again, has to do with that connection, that friendship, networking, like being connected to others. The fourth line shadow of meanness shows up as low self-esteem projection onto others. And it's a tactic to push others away to avoid rejection. So it's really interesting because throughout puberty, the cycle of this fear, the method is to use this rejection to manipulate and control social circles. And despite rejecting others, it's important for the fourth line to look deeply at how they're rejecting or manipulating others to t and to take responsibility for that. So it's interesting because when I consider the cycle that I was going through in my childhood, I 100% was rejecting my dad and my ex stepmom like it just it didn't feel safe I feel like that's valid but also now it's like looking back obviously as an adult it's like well I could see how being able to communicate and set those emotional boundaries that I talked about in terms of like I don't appreciate how you talk to me like this like anyone can say that at any age you don't just have to be an adult to set boundaries right but obviously I wasn't given the tools at that time to be able to say that so really was experiencing that low self-esteem Right. And so I think when it comes to a business lens and the shadow side, it's like, OK, I'm stuck in these fantasies. I'm taking this action. I'm launching the things I'm selling. I'm doing whatever it is I need to do in my business. And no one's picking up what I'm putting down. I'm not getting the engagement I wanted. This project or this whatever didn't turn out how I expected or anticipated and so obviously the shadow side holds this victim this victim approach but also I think that that meanness that frustration it's like I am projecting that onto others having resentment towards audience or people who have ghosted me and so on but ultimately it's like I'm being mean to myself because I, I'm in that repressive state where I'm not going to show up on stories and call people out like that's you know that's lacking emotional intelligence so that meanness is typically towards myself, but also just the resentment towards my business. Like, fuck you business for not doing the things that I want you to do when I'm putting all this time and energy into you, right? So when we look at the, this, the side of kindness, this is really when we are aligned with the self-esteem and feeling good about ourselves. And we feel good and we see ourselves in a positive light. And then this is how we share with others. So when we consider the anticipation and emanation, this is what I'm here to offer others while considering their emotions as well. So this can be a very compassionate approach where it's like if I'm showing up and I'm sharing, you know, this is what I'm dealing with, this is what I'm going through, and you might be going through this as well, like having that kindness and really looking at things can change, being a spokesperson for anticipating that everything is temporary and that the fruits of our labor are coming, like showing up embodied in this and sharing this with others because instead of just being mean to myself, being repressed and closed off is I can actually use that as an example of remembering everything is temporary and being able to share that and connect with others through that because the fourth line is very much rooted in connection and networks. 
So when I look at the business gene keys in my EQ, I have 21.5. 21 is found in the heart center. And the heart center is all about your commitments, your integrity, your drive, your desires in life. And so the fifth line is respect and disrespect. So it's interesting because when I was talking about the pearl sequence in a couple, a couple episodes ago, I was sharing how I thought it was interesting that our lines, so the lines one to six, the lower lines build onto the upper lines, right? So for example, the fifth line holds the energy of the fourth, third, second, and first, right? And so on. So it's interesting how I have a fourth line. And then within my business, the EQ has a fifth line. So I'll talk about that after, but I want to talk about the 21 first. The shadow is control. And then we have authority and velour. The shadow of control and then fantasy is hilarious to me because when you think about it, when we are in a fantasy and we're in this nonstop cyclical experience, we're trying to control our emotional state through a way of a lack of emotional intelligence because we're not willing to actually face the emotional processing that needs to happen. So it's very interesting to me how my business is here to teach me how to let go of control. And the gift of authority is very much me knowing that I don't need to always be in control of things to be an authority. And another interesting thing as well is that there may be chapters in your business. It's, it's crazy because I literally listened to a podcast episode yesterday where there may be chapters in your business where you're not producing the results that you want to produce. And then suddenly our worthiness goes to shit. And it's like, well, I'm not an authority unless I have, I'm making X amount of money in my business per month, or I have X amount of clients, or I've done X amount of sales, or I've grown this much. And it's like externalizing our, our power rather than knowing that who you are, what it is that you know, where you're going, what you have to offer, has you been authority despite your external circumstances. And so when we look at Valour, the city of Valour, this is about having courage especially in the face of challenges, it's having a fearlessness and it's really having the nerve to go after what it is that you desire, what your commitments are, your integrity and so on. And so I really love this because when I look at little, you know, young Kayla back in the day going through whatever the fuck I went through and then I look now and I can say like, yeah, I felt like I had absolutely no control as a child in that phase of my life. And it was extremely challenging. I did not feel like an authority because I had parental figures that were supposed to be an authority and to guide me and they didn't do that in a healthy way. But having that bravery to move through that and to keep showing up, knowing that everything is temporary like it's so interesting how this this 21 is so supportive, even looking at my own childhood and reflecting back, but then also even now in my business. So when we look at the fifth line, this line holds the gift of leadership and emotional maturity, which is hilarious because obviously the fourth line is about emotional boundaries and really that expressive nature. And then here we are with the fifth line. And I don't want to say that the smaller lines... So four, three, all the way down to one are less evolved in the fifth line, but it's just really beautiful to see the build, right? So we have the emotional maturity 
And this is what creates the energy of respect, which is hysterical because when I actually look at my childhood, I feel like I was incredibly disrespected. I feel like there was a massive lack of respect. And so in the shadow realm, when this energy drops to disrespect, it can impact a person in many ways, physically, emotionally, mentally, their health, and it can show up behaviorally through impatience, selfishness, skepticism, and it can be really focused on one's agenda over making an impact with the whole, right? It can show up as power struggles with others. So when, what usually happens and when with the fifth line, there's an awakening that drives us into humility to step into our power over trying to have powers over others. And through respecting oneself, there's an awakening that will emerge to help us expand beyond others, right? And expand beyond the lack of emotional maturity and move beyond the disrespect. And so it's really interesting because even when I, like even though I'm, the business chart isn't necessarily related to my childhood, but I feel like intuitively it's, it's really beautiful to see this example show up and that I get to contemplate the fifth line in the EQ through my business chart because I can see how much I value respect after the disrespect and the experiences that I had in my childhood. So when we look at this now in my business, it's like, okay, my business is teaching me how to respect myself, not to not be manipulating or seeking control or power over others. Like I know that there's been a really big shift in the coaching industry where we see these power dynamics where it's like the the people who are making the most money, have the most clients, have the most followers, like they're kind of on this pedestal and it's like they have all the answers and it's like, no, that's not how this works. Like how can we have respect for ourselves and others without needing to prove that we are a leader, to prove that we have power? It's like using that power to empower others and that is what respect is. So the disrespect when we are in that state of needing to have control over others, it's just not sustainable. It's completely inauthentic. So when I consider contemplating this from a business lens, it's like, well, how can I respect myself and respect others and use the power that I have and the authority that I am and the bravery that I choose to embody through the challenges of my business to empower and support others? And that is the sign and definition of emotional maturity. And ultimately, can you imagine the impact that you would make being in that aspect of emotional maturity, the way that you show up and sell, the way that you create offers, the way that you support your clients and your audience and your team members and so on. So it's really beautiful. I'm kind of obsessed with layering the personal gene keys with our business gene keys, even though this is not empirically researched, it's not scientifically proven. The evidence lies in your life experiences. If you do this, and you relate to the wisdom that comes through and you see the patterns in your life and you think, holy shit, this would actually make a huge difference for me in my business and how I show up and develop my emotional maturity and really consider how I can open up my mind. These two spheres being part of the Venus sequence is all about you opening up your heart to be more connected to others. And I know that the majority of people are listening to this podcast channel are service providers. You are people, you are business owners, you are entrepreneurs, you are people who give a shit about others and you're here to grow yourself and your own business while also making an impact with others, right? Like this is the contribution that we're here to make as entrepreneurs. So if you loved this episode, I want you to know that 
soon, as in a couple days, I have my amazing podcast series dropping in August where I'm going to be diving into my entire golden path sequence. I'm going to be talking about every single sphere in my gene keys, my personal gene keys, and how I apply this to business. So this series is called Unleashing Entrepreneurial Brilliance, and I'm doing this series to showcase what it looks like to apply the gene keys to your business so that you can get a taste of my program, The Illuminated Entrepreneur, which is where I work with you one-on-one to really go deep into your gene keys and apply this to your business. Because one of the beautiful things that the gene keys do, especially in business, is they show us our blind spots. When we are able to see our blind spots, we can choose differently. We can have compassion for ourselves. We can come back to curiosity. We can be a more authentic expression of ourselves because we're able to see the things that are waiting to teach us what it is that we need to know in order to move forward and take aligned action in our business as business owners and service providers and entrepreneurs. So I'm really excited about the series dropping. There's going to be 14 episodes in August related to this. And The Illuminated Entrepreneur is available now. If you're interested in this, you want to learn more, please check the show notes. We have the landing page there and you can book a discovery call with me and have a conversation to see if this will be a good fit because I am only available to support people if it is 1000% a good fit for you. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you're excited to have more concrete examples of how you can apply the gene keys to business because I feel like this is the complete opposite of cookie cutter approach because every single person has their own lived experiences and you deserve to create a business that's an authentic expression to you so that you can just simply be yourself, be paid to be yourself and make an impact being yourself. So please check the show notes, tune in throughout August. And if this is, you're listening to this like a year later or whatever, go through the entire series, check out the Illuminated Entrepreneur Program. Really excited to connect and work with you. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, I think you're going to want to do that so you get notified on all the episodes that drop. And if you can take a moment to leave a review, that would be absolutely incredible and it would mean a lot because I put my whole heart and soul into these and I love when there's the opportunity to share this with others so that other people can be supported as well and be given the tools that they need to be successful. So thank you for being a contribution to that. Thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you in the next episode.